Hey, if you're looking for information about kidney transplant but don't know where to start, well, you've come to the right place. Today, Kim and Kathy with Integris's Nazi Zudi Transplant Institute will answer some of the questions they most frequently hear about kidney transplant. Hi, I'm Kathy with the Kidney and Pancreas Transplant Division. I'm the outreach social worker. I've been with Integris for about five years, and I started working with end-stage renal disease patients in 2000. Hi everyone, I'm Kim Maynard. I am a pre-transplant and living donor coordinator. All of my nursing career has been involved with kidneys. I was a dialysis nurse for 16 years, and I've been with NZTI for a little over a year now. All right, thanks lady. So. Um, today, in this podcast, Kim and Kathy are going to focus on the most common questions they hear from people who are looking for information about kidney transplant. Uh, we hope to provide you some answers and help make the process less mysterious and ease any fears you might have about it. So, ladies, let's get started. The first question we're going to address is the basic. What do our kidneys actually do? So our kidneys are basically filters. So what they do is they remove excess fluid and toxins. They also keep our body in what we call homeostasis, which is a fancy word for balance. Um, They regulate hormones and electrolytes like sodium, calcium, phosphorus, and potassium in our blood. When our kidneys are no longer able to do that job due to disease or injury, then it's time for what we call renal replacement therapy, meaning dialysis or kidney transplant. And kidney transplant is really the best treatment option. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So what is a kidney transplant? That is when we replace a diseased kidney with a healthy one. And it's one of the treatments for end-stage renal disease. And um, it's one of the treatments that really does offer the greatest amount of freedom. Uh, They typically leave in the native kidney, and they just put in the new kidney into the abdomen. So they leave the old kidney intact. They do. Okay. Um, They usually only take out the kidney if it's going to cause a problem in the future. Usually if somebody maybe has polycystic kidney disease when those kidneys are really large and maybe it's going to cause a problem in the future or if it's a risk of infection, but they just put the new kidney in. Okay. And you said um, offers the most amount of freedom and that is because once you have the transplant, you're not doing dialysis and you can go on. That is correct. Um, Dialysis, while it is a great option, it does take up some time. You have to go in center sometimes three times a week, or you do it at home with a treatment. You don't have to do that anymore. You get to go about your life. That's fine. You get more freedom. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, Kathy, who can get a kidney transplant? Well, there are two criteria that we look at. One is called the EGFR. That stands for Estimated Glomerular Filtration Rate, and that has to be at or below 20, or a patient can be receiving chronic dialysis treatments. And then once um, someone meets all the evaluation criteria, then they can be eligible. So what we're looking at is medically suitable to get a transplant 
We're going to talk about that in more detail later. And then we're also going to look at someone's financial status to make sure they'll be able to afford the transplant itself and to get the care that they need following transplant and also afford their medications. And then we look at something else that's called the psychosocial status. And so we want to know if someone has someone to come with them for uh, to be with them while they get the transplant. But then they also need someone to be around to help them afterwards at home. So um, that is something that they have to have. And we want someone to have a really good stable support system and to be emotionally ready at a good spot in their life so that they can be successful with the transplant. Sure. And Kathy, something I think that people may not know is that you can actually get referred early. Um, if you get diagnosed early with kidney disease, just talk to your doctor, your um, primary care doctor or your kidney doctor, and you can start that process early. You can get referred early and maybe even avoid dialysis altogether. All right. When can someone who's qualifying for it get a kidney transplant? Well, after all the evaluations are complete and all the criteria for listing with UNOS is met, and UNOS stands for United Network of Organ Sharing. Um, when that's, so it's like the wait list. It's, it's, yeah, to get on the wait list, okay. you have to complete your evaluations and um, any kind of required testing that you needed, and then um, then you get to be, your name goes onto this list. If you have a living donor... You can get a transplant within months of being listed if you have a living donor because the evaluation process can uh, for the donor um, is uh, less than waiting for a deceased donor. If you're on the living donor. The living donor, it's um, donor driven. So we actually kind of let that donor drive the timeline. They are... Um, willingly giving that organ. So we kind of let them choose the timeline. They usually go pretty quick. We can usually within about six months, we can get that surgery scheduled. You do have to be listed on the UNOS wait list before we can work up your donor though. And at our center for someone that's waiting for a deceased donor kidney, it's about a three to five year wait depending on the blood type. Um, the wait time for someone starts, uh, get, they get to count the time from the very first date that they uh, started their dialysis. So even if their evaluation is completed after they've been on dialysis for a year, they get to go all the way back a year to that first date of dialysis to start counting their time on the wait list. If someone has not started dialysis, then their date of listing is going to be the date that they have completed all their evaluations and they get on the list. Okay. So while we're on this topic, um, blood types. So everybody asks, according to my blood type, how long will I wait? So um, on average, this is about kind of how long we wait per blood type. So O and B, unfortunately, do have the longest wait times. Uh, O is typically around wait time averagely four to five years. And that's because O is um, more of a common blood type because they can donate to other blood types, but they can only receive O's. So that's why it takes a little bit longer. And then with A, the average time is about two years. And with AB, it's about eight to 12 months. Okay. For AB blood type. All right. And then while we're also talking about the list. Another question I get all the time is, what number am I on the list? And I want to make sure that um, everybody understands that it's called a list, but it is not just a continuous numerical list. So say um, 
you think you're number seven, it doesn't always go six, five, four, three, two, one. Um, it's regenerated all the time. So everybody sometimes has that misconception that they're continuously moving up. They're going to be the next ones. How do you know if you're healthy enough for a kidney transplant? So when you come to our clinic, we will have you meet with one of our nephrologists to be evaluated. Um, We also have you um, do your age-appropriate screenings usually. So for women, that's usually your mammograms, your pap smears. For everyone, we try to um, have our age-appropriate screenings, such as colonoscopies, making sure that our dental is taken care of. We do some cardiac testing. We have you do what we call a TTE, which is a transthoracic echo, a stress test, an EKG, and all this tests the blood flow to the heart and its function. So we want to make sure that your heart is in good condition for surgery. Uh, We do a CT scan and chest x-rays, and we're just checking blood flow. We want to make sure that you have good blood flow that's going to get to that kidney and give you good tissue perfusion. How long does the testing usually take? Like, are there multiple appointments? Um, I mean, so if you if you come in for your first appointment, I'm sure there's several more that you have to come to after that. So how long is the testing period usually? It's going to vary for every patient depending on your health status. Uh, we do try to get you in to see the surgeon after your first initial appointment within two weeks. You'll also do your... Um, CT the morning of. We try to get all your appointments on that next same day appointment so you don't have to keep coming. Yeah. Try to make it the best, easiest possible for the patient. And then based on that, it just depends on if we're going to need any extra testing, like if we need more cardiac workup or dental. But we try to really get that done within just a couple of months if we can. Oh, that's nice. Because I know the anxiety for the patient is also really high during all of that to see if they're going to qualify or not. So how, how does one know if they're too old for a kidney transplant? Well, each transplant center has different age limits. At Integris, um, we are an adult transplant program, so someone needs to be at least age of 18. Okay. We do not have a specified upper age limit. However, someone, and we do transplant people, we have transplanted people in the past in their 80s, um, but someone that age would have to be uh, very healthy and that transplant would be a treatment option that would offer offer them uh, a good quality of life. Here's a big question, I'm sure. How do I pay for a kidney transplant? So one of the things I hear most when I'm out visiting with people in dialysis centers is that they uh, they just write off say, oh, I can't afford, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. The surgery cost and the medicines I've heard are just really, really expensive, and I can't, I, so I can't get a transplant. But transplants are uh, covered by health insurance, and the primary way, primary insurance that our patients have is Medicare. And under Medicare, there's Part A that would cover the hospitalization, the surgery, those costs. Part B, Medicare, covers all the eight outpatient. Uh, visits, all the testing and the labs that are needed. And then uh, in addition, there are Medicare supplements, and those will pay the 20% that Part B does not cover. Um, so uh, so those work. And then sometimes people have what's called a Medicare Advantage plan. That's a Medicare replacement plan. And there are some out-of-pockets and deductibles on those, but they do cover 
the cost of transplants. And then sometimes people, people who are working will still have an employer group health plan, or sometimes people have plans that they got on the marketplace. And all of these uh, typically have transplant coverage. And then we also take Oklahoma Medicaid, um, and um, so that is a, another way that transplants can be paid for. And usually that, it, when we look at that, we're looking to see if they have another uh, funding source to go with that. And then we offer um, help in helping patients get um, a fundraising account set up so that if they uh, need some extra funds based on their financial evaluation, then they can set those funds aside. They can have their friends and family donate to it, and then that money is earmarked for transplant-related costs. So what you're saying is transplants can be covered. I mean, it, you just threw out so many different options. Yes, yes. Different insurances, and it, you can be covered as long as you have... Yes, we just don't want people to assume right off the bat that it's it sounds very expensive, and so why even bother? We would prefer that they uh, they come see us and let us go through the evaluation process with them, and then we can tell them exactly, and so we take away that anxiety that a lot of people have about the costs. Nice. Okay. Um, how do I find out if I can get a transplant? I mean, how does one how does one they're listening to this today and they, you know, getting really really great information, but they still have many more specific questions. What would you recommend they do? Well, I recommend that they talk to their kidney doctor, um, or they could, if they're on dialysis, talk to the dialysis social worker or, or the doctor there or the nurse there, a primary care doctor to see if uh, transplant is a treatment option that's available to them. Okay, and then if they say, well, I want to speak with Kim or Kathy. I'm listening to these ladies today. How do I get in touch with them? Can they just, I mean, or speak with someone in your office? Yes, um, they can call us. Our direct line is 405-949-3816, and we will uh, answer their questions. Great. We also have an email uh, that people can send us an email directly at kidneytransplantinfo at integrisok.com. Oh, that's great. So it's kidneytransplantinfo at integrisok.com, or they can call uh, the office at 405-949-3816, and someone will get them with the right person who can answer their question. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, all right. So what is the transplant surgery like? I mean, how many days are you in the hospital? Is there a long recovery? Could you just kind of touch base on that? Sure. I'll take this one. So um, it is done under general anesthesia, done by a highly skilled professional called an anesthesiologist. And once you're asleep, the doctor will make an incision into your abdomen. It's about six to eight inches long. Um, it is curved, kind of shaped like the end of a hockey stick. Uh, they will then connect the arteries and the veins from the kidney to your arteries and veins. And this will cause the blood to start flowing to the new kidney. The doctor will also attach the new kidney's ureter to your bladder so that the um, urine will start to flow normally. And then surgery 
It's probably around three hours. Okay. Your average hospital stay is about three to five days. And then what would you expect maybe after transplant? Yes. So you're going to have um, weekly follow-ups with your post team. You will have a post-transplant coordinator. You're going to be put on some new medications, and they're going to be adjusting those for a time period, and that's why they're going to see you so frequently. Um, they're going to be monitoring some lab work. Those medications are immunosuppressant drugs. So what they have to do, because that is um, an organ that is not yours, so your body sees it as foreign, not supposed right. to be there, um, we have to put you on these immunosuppressant drugs so your body doesn't try to reject it. And we have to find the perfect level for that drug for you. So during that first few months, we're adjusting that frequently. And we want to make it a good level where your body knows not to reject it, but we still have a good immune system for you so you can still fight off infections. So that's why you'll be coming quite frequently. And we're monitoring your um, incision site and just making sure that everything is going good after surgery. So you have all of that to expect right after transplant. But you said something also earlier that, um, you know, you said patients said right away, you know, when they're basically waking up. I already feel better. That is true. I've had several patients talk about they instantly felt better. They did not realize how bad they felt because it had actually just become their norm. They just got used to feeling bad, and that became just how they felt every day. Mm -hmm. And instantly, they felt better. They started making urine again, and we see it physically in their color. Um, That's fantastic. Our patients, um, when they're sick and they've got those toxins built up, their color changes. It's a little bit... Um, grayish more okay. pale and they pink up instantly they and just the spark comes back it's amazing that's awesome kathy um you were going to go into when they when they um actually uh, get home um the after effects from the transplant Yes. So, um, you know, after transplant, now you've got to get used to this whole new way of life, pretty much. If you've been on dialysis for a number of years, um, you know, that's kind of been how your, your life uh, has revolved around that. Well, now you have all this new freedom, but you also have new things that you have to learn. You have to uh, learn how to take care of that kidney um, to have, um, a, a, you know, a good quality of life. You have to uh, learn about your new medications. Um, there's precautions, of course, with someone who has a, a suppressed immune system. And also sometimes, like Kim was talking about, the medications have to be adjusted, so there's this tweaking that's going on, and um, it might, sometimes people, it's just like a little bit of a rocky start, and it's kind of this roller coaster. So I tell people it's like an emotional roller coaster. So just being aware that that's just part of this whole process, um, and so that they are prepared for that as they have those little hills and valleys. And then also after transplant, some of the benefits that people have been receiving, like through Social Security, uh, Medicare, and Medicaid. Um, so some of those benefits are uh, um, attached to the end-stage renal disease. And um, after transplant, there's a period of time that people will continue to have those, and then they go away. So um, the social worker is there to help patients 
um, adjust to that, uh, make a plan for how they're going to support themselves financially, how they're going to be able to maintain good health insurance so they have the coverage that they need. Because when you have a transplant, you must uh, get your medical care, you must take your medications and follow your treatment regimen. All right. Well, ladies, thank you for your time today on this. Uh, We certainly hope that um, you've answered some of the listeners' transplant questions today. Uh, We definitely invite you to contact us if you have any additional questions. Uh, Kathy, what was that email address you provided again? It's kidneytransplantinfo at integrisok.com. Okay, great. And the phone number is 405-949-3816. And again, that that email address is kidneytransplantinfo at integrisok.com. 